0: Hari Bowl everyone, Hari Krishna, Um, my name is Kishore Chandra and we're here for Chit Chat with myself and Jaya Jagannath Prabhu who will be signing on shortly. Hi Geneva, welcome, welcome Mani Blue Skies, welcome everyone. Um, We come on here every day, every night at 6pm. And we talk about spiritual topics. Chit. Welcome, PB Chat. Welcome, welcome. So, we'll start in a moment just waiting for our wonderful urban sage Jay <laughs> Jagannath to sign on. <laughs> Haree. Welcome, Induleika Devi. Haree Ball. Haree Ball Doyal Gurga. Krishna. <laughs> oh, Heartful, heartful. welcome everyone. So we'll get started in just a moment. Just waiting for Jay Jagannath. He is here. He has arrived. So I'm just gonna. Welcome, Pat. Welcome everyone. Hari, what's up? Where are you at? <laughs> I'm at um I'm at Doyle's place. Oh. Yeah, nice. I came to I came to visit him. Cool. So where are, we are at? you?
1: My connection seems a little bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, it seems already bad off the start. I know.
0: It's OK, what I think do. it's fine. No, I think it's fine. I can hear you. We can hear you. It's good. OK, where do we leave off? I have no idea. I completely forgot. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> uh, we specifically I, said we had to remember. I don't remember.
1: I remember.
0: Good. Tell us where did we leave off?
1: We were in a conversation about why people don't have trust in the modern purveyors of truth, mm. such as, you know, media, let's say mainstream media formats or whoever. Uh, modern scholars and historians and educators, mm. why why have the population lost trust in such purveyors mm. of truth? And mm. I was offering up the idea that the reason that this is happening is because the modern purveyors of truth aren't the rishis of yore. Yes. The rishis and sages that we hear about in the sacred text, as far as like material qualifications in terms of knowledge, they were supreme. But they were also supreme in terms of their character, um, in terms of their sense control, their moral integrity, etc. Mm. Um, so whenever they spoke, it was accepted as, you know, that's the truth. Whatever it is mm. that they were saying that was true. I even believe in the Yoga Sutra. Um, the Yoga Sutra, you know the yamas and niyamas. Yes. And if you follow each of the yamas and niyamas like strictly, according to Yoga Sutra, they all will um, give a certain power. You know, um, for example, one of the niyamas is uh, Ishwari Dana. Yes. So one should worship the deity, basically. And, um, and Patanjali says, if you follow that that niyama strictly, then you get the city of samadhi. Ishwar mm-hmm. b- will bestow upon you samadhi, which is actually the goal of Yoga Sutra. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, if you follow, I forget, I, is it Satya? The Satya is one of the niyamas, also, right? Yeah, yeah it's s- a niyama. Sat- yeah, Satya. Satya is one of the niyamas. So in Yoga Sutra, Patanjali says, if you follow the Satya Niyama strictly, then you will get the boon or the Siddhi of whatever you say becomes true. Mm. And so the the, the authority culture that we hear about, they were following Satya very strictly. So basically, whatever they said was the truth. Either it became true or it was accepted as true and and just because they were just such profoundly truthful individuals all around, there wasn't like an inside, there wasn't like a private life. Mm. And uh, in the modern world, we often like to speak of our private life. We need some privacy. Well, why, why you need privacy? What you need privacy for, homie? What you doing? Why do you need so much privacy? You know, we often think of not being able. But like live with others because we don't have enough privacy. <laughs> oh, so, wh- with wh- me. And, uh, and I'm not okay. saying that we shouldn't have any like quiet space and all that. But the idea I wanted to say is that um, there was no like private life as such. Like this is my presenting life, and this is my private life. Modern celebrities and, and scholars and so on. So in the modern world, because there's this just there's this huge disparity between the outer life and what's really going on inside, either inside of our private domains of our homes or in the private domains of our hearts. Mm. There's this huge disparity between the outer and the inner world. And the larger between those two, the harder it is for people to place trust in anyone. Like, Mm. you know, the general tendency of conditioned life is that you see others as you see yourself. So if I myself have a huge disparity between the outer and inner world, I'm naturally thinking that's true about others. And if mm. everyone's story is coming out you know on the tabloids um, or the social media or whatever, on Twitter or whatever it is, you're like hearing everyone's what's really going on, then naturally you think, okay, everyone's kind of like this, so no one can truly be trusted. And so it doesn't matter anymore if you're an, if you're an expert in any field. Um, that's not going to really be the main criteria, which I find to be very fascinating, even like with the coronavirus thing. You know, you have like certain people out they're kind of policing others, why aren't you wearing a mask? And you have others who are like, this is all fake, or this is not really true, I, I'm not going to wear a mask. And then you have some people saying, well, experts from whatever organization is saying, that a mask is very helpful in preventing the spread of coronavirus. Then you have people quoting these other experts who say it doesn't really do daily squat to help a virus, at least. Mm. And so how do you know who to trust, who to believe? And what happens amongst the laypersons is that, of course, they just end up believing whoever is, you know, amplifying their own understanding or prejudice about something. It, it becomes very much less about the facts and so on. And mm. the main, the main, mm, what call it, like the main, uh, subverter. I don't know. Sub, subverter the word. The main accusation that is hurled at the side mm. that you don't agree with is that they're lying. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> that they're, that they're not telling the truth, and and so you see that as the 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 what we would call the head of the social body. You know, the Brahmin class, the intellectual class, the head of the social body, as they become compromised by hypocrisy of all sorts, deception, lack of truth, then mm. uh, it affects the whole social body. No one no one is really to be trusted. Mm. And so such a, a culture of untruthfulness gives room for, I was mentioning yesterday, I think it gives room for conspiracy theorists of all sorts just to kind of counterbalance like there's some deception going up there and and so no one can really be trusted up there Mm. and so here comes the conspiracy theorists and then maybe some of them are coming from like a genuine space you know they really want to get the truth out because these guys aren't telling the truth but then others realize that the marketplace has been open and so Mm. they also jump into the fray and then you get well you get the world situation that we, we see today Mm. and so what are we what what are the qualities that we need to be looking for in a purveyor of truth yes and i i think i ended the discussion yesterday and i was bringing up that like for me if you eat meat it's already enough yes
0: though. that's right that's what we were supposed to talk about today yeah.
1: well i've been i said it from the beginning i know exactly what we were talking about
0: <laughs> i think that i think that <laughs> i think that um because you know let's let's definitely get to that point but I remember when we were speaking about this, you brought up such an important point yesterday that perhaps my, my academic or my career achievements don't necessarily have anything to do with my moral achievements or my spiritual achievements. And we live in a world right. where those two things can exist, you know, in two different places. And if anything, our world, I was mentioning this yesterday, if anything, our world has, you know, bought into compartmentalization and kind of like almost like creating spaces for you to do that remember like I'm the academic when I'm here at work or I'm going to be the career person at work and now I'm at the bar and I'm going to get wasted and now I'm at you know the strip joint and doing unspeakable things and now I'm over here and doing this and it's very much the society that we live in you know and if anything I kind of like your point about privacy because it's like why do you need so much private time (laughs) and you know, for anyone that's ever lived with a lot of people or lived in an ashram, like (laughs) you kind of realize, I mean, I mean, this might be a a blanketism, but you realize like when you're in an ashram, it's like, I'm not speaking specifically about like needing quiet time, but you realize that like when you want to be alone, you know, like there's some stuff going on through your head, you know, like, let's be real. We don't need to go there, but There's some stuff going on as to why you want to be alone. And it's like my, and the reason I'm making this point is that my internal life, you already made this point, but my internal life does not match anything that's going on outside. And so this becomes very problematic. And yesterday I brought up this kind of image of like the circus. And so the circus, everything is a fantasy. Everything is a fantasy and it's a fantasy for our entertainment. And, you know, we see so much of this, Facebook going back and forth, you know, all of these like kind of intense social media wars. And it's really difficult to find shelter in, well, what is the truth, you know, because all these relative truths and people kind of just like, you know, like you said, there's this expert, there's that expert. But what I was really hearing when you were speaking, and I'm going to connect it back to this eating meat point, or like, you know, eating meat or like, taking responsibility for yourself first. And we've brought this up on Chit Chat so many times because I think originally we kind of got into this topic about like the cultural appropriation, the yoga studios, call out culture, people being called out, people being canceled like this. And we brought up the question of just like, you know, to pu- you know, the, the, the pot calling the tea kettle black, you know? Like, okay, you're pointing the finger and you're dragging all these people and you're calling this person, you know, whatever a racist, a capitalist, whatever, whatever it is that you want to call the person, but it's like, well, what about, what about me, you know, and I'm going to speak about myself because I don't want to speak about others. Like, what about me? And I think I spoke about this on Chit Chat before. I may have said it. It's like, I'd rather take a stance in my internal life where I feel like I'm not doing enough in my sadhana than like overly present or overly perform. Like, I'm just great guys. You know, like I'm, I'm doing great. Everything is great. I'm. I have perfect sadhana. I have a perfect relationship with Krishna. Like everything's everything's great. And, you know, that's in a bhakti perspective. But this performative culture becomes very problematic because what we're seeing is academics, leaders, uh, you know, business owners, whatever, being very divorced from their internal life, being forced into kind of like this present mode, you know, like I'm presenting like I'm just, you know, like this. But internally, there's so much suffering, anguish, lack of direction, lack of clarity, like, you know, all of this stuff is going on inside that we don't see until, you know, shit hits the fan and then it comes out and it's messy and it's ugly and it's sad actually. And so this, 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 uh, expanse that like you've mentioned, this huge abyss between who I am outside in the external world and who I am inside it, it needs to be crossed. And so back to the meat point, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. It's like, if I'm not even doing the bare minimum in my spiritual life to keep myself away from like toxic behavior, you know, whatever, whatever that is. Right. So obviously for Bhakti yogis, we're trying not to eat me. We're trying not to take intoxication, trying not to gamble, trying not to like, you know, be promiscuous, et cetera. And if I'm not doing the bare minimum to even try and do that, that says more about me than like what's happening outside in the world, you know? And personally, like I've been, I think that's a really important point because it's like, well, what, how is, how am I doing? How's my spiritual life doing? How's my, you know, you know, I want to hear what you have to say.
1: I, my mind is going, cause I'm, I'm also looking at what we're talking about from the perspective of the question who is a trustworthy source of knowledge, right? Because we've lost that trust in the purveyors of truth of the modern world to whom are we to look? to, for trustworthy information even, and more than information, wisdom, and knowledge. So exploring it from that perspective, my mind is being brought to the Krishna book. So in the Krishna book, um, as we all should be knowing, as Krishna Bhaktis, at least a little bit familiar with. In the Krishna book, um, there's this, Kamsa is about to kill his sister because her eighth child is going to be Krishna, who's going to kill him. Vasudeva is able, Vasudeva is the wife of Devaki. He's able to save his wife because he promises to bring the children to Kamsa as soon as they're born. Um, and then Kamsa can kill them. So, anyway, there's you may be asking so many moral questions, maybe popping up. We're not gonna go there. He, the first child is born, so he brings the first child to Kamsa And Khansa's like has a moment of like um like hu- human decency, <laughs> and he's like. It's not the first child that's supposed to kill me. It's the eighth one. So you can kill one. Mm. Uh, so Vasudev was like, uh, okay. And then in Parapak, he pens a particular statement that's always stuck with me. He says, when Vasudev was walking off, he says that although Kanksa had appeared to show mercy, but because he was a of his senses, he could not be trusted. Mm. And um, this is a very good question. First, you know, sometimes friends come over and, or we may ask a friend, can, can you keep a secret? And the friend's like, super excited. Yeah, I can keep a secret, let me know what it is. It's <laughs> like, okay, wait, I need to interview you first. I just have one question, it's just a one question interview. The question is, have you controlled your senses? Like, how are you, how are you doing on that front? And if they're like, you know, they're talking about, girl, I, I haven't even controlled my senses. Oh, I can tell you nothing. Uh, because, <laughs> because if you haven't controlled your senses, you're not trustworthy. Your mm-hmm. senses may be, your senses, which includes the mind, mana shashtan indriyani, pakati karshati. You know, your mind can be one day like this, and the other day, the opposite, the total yes. diametric opposite. So if one has yet to control their senses, Prabhupada writes this, and the, I think it's the first chapter of the Krishna book, the first or second chapter, then they can't be trusted. Mm. And my mind, saying that, my mind goes to Bhagavad Gita, where Arjuna himself is asking the question at the end of chapter two, what is the symptom of someone who is having pragya, sthita pragya? So the word pragya means like wisdom, basically. And sthita means like fixed. What is the characteristic mm. of someone who is fixed in like knowledge? Mm. And he asked very specific questions. What are, what are the, his symptoms? What is his language? You know, how does he sit? How does he walk? Now, if you study that passage of the Gita, which is one of my favorite passages of the Gita, it's verse, chapter 2, verse 54 through 72. If you study that passage, all the verses relate to sense control, remarkably. Yes. So, Krishna is describing the enlightened person in terms mm. of a person who can control his senses. And having said that, my mind goes all the way over to Upadesha Amrita. We've brought up Upadesha Amrita, nectar instruction on this channel. And the nectar instruction the first duty of a bhakti sadhaka is to control his senses. Mm. And Rupa Goswami says, He who can control his senses can control the world. He who conquers his senses can conquer the world. And the converse is also true. He who is not conquered his senses is a slave. Mm. And a slave, one who is a slave of his senses can't be trusted. So just drawing all these ideas together, the first duty of a purveyor of truth, if we shall be purveyors of the truth as representatives of a tradition, or if you're a purveyor of truth as a leader of a society or an institution or a community or a church or whatever it might be, the first duty is to get your senses under control, because once your senses are under control, you can engage them according to your truth, mm-hmm. according to your highest principle. But when when, you're, when we've surrendered control of our senses to external forces, then that means that our senses will be controlled by these external forces, many of which may be nefarious. In other words, to the degree we have surrendered sovereignty or rulership over our sensual mental faculties to that degree were not trustworthy sources. Mm. So what's happened in the modern world is the modern purveyors of truth They've been demonstrated to be lack sense control. Now, I don't think anybody in the modern world would think of it in that way, like, like the conventional world outside of like a devotional or maybe religious community. They won't think about it, why it is that they don't trust this, this individual. But when it comes down to it, it's because it's been demonstrated because they've been exposed that their senses are uncontrolled. And therefore, mm-hmm. because their senses are uncontrolled, they can't be trusted. Their tongue is not controlled. They don't know how to speak, in, you know, in a certain way in a particular situation. Their minds are not controlled. Their genitals are not controlled, because that's coming out. That tea always comes out. You know, how, <laughs> how come whenever there's like a scandal, right? A, whenever there's a scandal, it's not like, oh, the, the leader of the organization was caught smoking weed. <laughs> like no one would give give a (laughs) crap about that it's always like he got his head he got caught with his head at the cookie jar (laughs) where cookies represent you know a lack of genital control so it's when it's discovered that the senses are in control people realize oh this person isn't trustworthy so all the and what made the yogis of the age of yore that the ones we hear about in sacred texts. One of the many reasons they were um, trustworthy, you know, we can, their compassion and their bhakti, but just on a very base level is because they control their senses. Mm. They always use their senses according to the highest principle. They have that much control. The word that is often used to describe such enlightened persons, sanyami, even this, that what is night for all beings is a time of awakening for thee samyami means the sense controlled individual who's controlled himself who's mm. got that sort of self-mastery so yeah this is um this is the major issue i mean as a practicing sadhika
0: i'm just laughing at pbh okay. yeah I'll,
1: yeah i would i wouldn't put that on the um on the on t-shirt the, on the t-shirt either no but this is a this is a this is a really important point because this is this is the point that people get so upset about that the, basically the genitals are running around, <laughs> running wild. <laughs> and I mean beyond a Krishna. Now we
0: could put it,
1: we could put it in other terms, but at the end of the day, it's this lack of sense control, the, the lack of sthita prajya. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Krishna Doyle's. Because so yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, be I'm wearing the Bhakti yeah. Center shirt. So wisdom, That's compassion, true. humility, yeah. and then gentle control.
1: compassion, humility.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Dude, we should do a shirt like that. It'd be a shocker, but if people sat with it, they would realize how deep that point really mm. is.
0: Because um, something I wanted to yeah, say... Yeah, so the modern... Is,
1: oh. Yeah, go, no, sorry.
0: Well, no, there's, no, there's no.
1: lag, no. so you go.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say quickly about this the sense control, genital control, you know, control of the tongue, control of everything really, is that, you know, it's it's told to us in our Shastra that the more we engage with that kind of behavior, like the knots in our heart are gonna, are gonna increase. We're gonna farther bind ourselves to our karma, to our anarthas, like it's not gonna go well, you know? And I think what, I think the problem becomes that like, we always dupe ourselves or get duped or allow ourselves to be duped into thinking, yes. you know, we've spoken, on, we've spoken about this on Chit Chat, like, this time it's going to be different, you know? Like, this time I, I get the cookie from the cookie jar, it's going to nope. be a different kind of cookie, you know? Or, like, this time I eat the pint of ice cream, it's going to be different, everyone. And it's like, no, it's not, you know? Like, and on a, very, on, a, <laughs> on, a, on a very physical level, we start to understand that. Um, And we also start to understand it on a very emotional level where you're like getting older and you know anyone who's like getting older like 30s 40s 50s you realize like you have the same problems you know it's like it's not going anywhere you have the same habits you have the same problems all of this stuff that you thought would be fixed by a person or a job or like you know indulging your senses and like whatever you know whatever bad habit or whatever addiction. It didn't work we're still here you know we're still we're still trying to figure it out and so really the sense control it's like it takes so much willpower and discipline we've talked about discipline before on chit chat and you know that's a whole nother conversation that we can get into but like I think that's also I think it's a good point because when we see that someone has lack of self-control like, like you're saying, you're bringing up the, the, the scandal thing, you know, it's like scandal, they weren't able to control their senses and it's because it's some sort of sexual scandal or whatever. And it's like, right. okay, we see, have, we see that they have no lack of, you know, they lack self-control and therefore they lack discipline. They lack you know, better judgment. They lack vision and clarity. They lack you know, mastery and sovereignty, which is a, lot, a word that we use a lot in Chit Chat over their own life. And I, the point boils down to how can I trust someone if they don't have sovereignty over their own Mm-mm, life. If they no. don't have sovereignty over their senses, like how can I trust them?
1: I'm sorry to bring this up in this context. Well, you know, sorry, not sorry, but I have to, <laughs> I have to bring it up. Do it. This, this is another reason why the big social movements are ones that concern me, just like on mm-hmm. a very basic philosophical level. Like, okay, I see that there's a prima facie, there appears to be a cry for justice, but y'all senses are not controlled, so I, I think y'all probably gonna cross that line. You know, that real thin line between justice and retribution It's like super thin, where justice all of a sudden turns into vengeance. It's like a pretty thin line. And if you're not sense control, you're gonna cross that line. There's no doubt about it. That line will be crossed and all of a sudden, a movement that was well-intentioned becomes solely about vengeance and retribution. And, and one upping, you know, and how, yeah, how can I be a part of that as a, a person who promotes spirituality? How, how mm. can I get on board such a thing? Just like on a very basic philosophical level without even knowing all the details of a particular movement. How can I support that? I don't hear anyone on that group talking about, hey, guys, I know we're upset, but we need to really work on controlling our senses so we don't cross that line that turns justice into vengeance. That conversation is not coming up. I don't hear any, I don't see any tweets about it. I didn't see any IG posts about it. It's all this passion informed senses. And as Krishna informs us in the Bhagavad Gita, the result of passion is always misery, you know, on an individual level and also on a collective level. Mm. So although it's a point that we tend to cross over, it's one of those real big important points, just like you brought this up a few weeks ago, when we were at our Bhakti meeting and we were all kind of going around talking about what we thought the organization needed. And it got to one of our (laughs) sweet devotees, (laughs) newbies, and he was like, I I, I just wanna, I just think, you know, if we can all just control our senses. (laughs) Oh man, we had a good laugh. because It it, it, it just seems so, on the one hand, it seems so inappropriate for the circumstance like, okay, yeah, we all know that. That's, a, that's like a given. But now we need to talk about something specific to the organization. But on the other hand, I was like, no, this is actually the point. <laughs> Some, someone's senses might be getting a little bit out of control. <laughs> or or, or say, think about it in another way. Someone doesn't have enough sense control to make the necessary sacrifices that need to be made mm. for things to move forward. That could, that's another play on this sometimes Mm. our senses are uncontrolled and we're just indulging but other times our senses are uncontrolled and we're not able to make the sacrifices that we need to be making to meet our responsibilities Mm. it it works in an araga sort of way yeah so on both sides it's working so when he said that it was just like so hilarious but like so on point at the same time (laughs) so we all had like just like a great laugh like wow right thanks for reminding us what's the (laughs) heart of the issue Some of us <laughs> got our senses that might be a little bit out of
0: control. God, I love those moments in boxy circles because they ha- they happen more. They ha- they happen. I remember. I mean, this has nothing to do with anything, but it's just lighthearted. I remember, like, we were in a small little meeting. It was just like a small group of us, and and whoever was facilitating the meeting was like, you know, if you won a million dollars, like or whatever, like where would you go? You know, like what would you do? What's your dream vacation? Like as an icebreaker, and literally everyone was like. I'm going to go to Japan. I was like, I'm going to Spain. This person was like, I'm going here, I'm going there. And then we get to one very sweet devotee, a God sister of to serve ours, and she's like, I just want to go to Vrindavan and I just want to serve and I just want, you know, very sovereign. And all of us were just like, thanks for making us feel like awful materialist you know but it's like <laughs> womp, but it, it womp, happens and it's like womp. <laughs> womp, womp. but we need those reminders you know because we forget what the goal is we forget that the goal is sense control we forget that the goal is to always be thinking of krishna and vrindavan we forget these things you know and that's the purpose of our practices actually if you look at bhakti the purpose of our practices is to remember you know because we forget yes. always remember krishna never forget him and like not only do we forget him but we live in a society that is pretty much seducing us into forgetting ourselves constantly all the time. Yes. You know, it's like, come here, do this thing, come into yes. this private space. No one's going to find out, you know, like that's the world that we live in. Yes. And so kind of like remembering Krishna is pretty, it's it's pretty, it's pretty radical. It's a pretty radical act to remember. It's, Krishna. There's no
1: doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah, if we had to leave the, the audience with a message, I guess my message would be, uh, I think the message is that, it, yeah, if we're gonna be a truth bearer of any type, you know, whether you're truth bearing for a tradition as we would hope to do on, on this Bhakti Center Chit Chat program, or we're a truth bearer on a political level, or we're a truth bearer on a communal level for our communities in whatever way, uh, And whatever type of truth bearer we are, our first duty, in a sense, is really to, I like to, I I use the word sovereignty, that's the word I like the most, you know, we have to become, or I I had it, I heard it today in a different way. Um, You have to become a man of your, the man of the house, or the Mm. woman of the house, as it were, where house represents the central and mental energies. So you have to become the man of the house, or the woman of the house, as it were. Um, then you can show up as a truth bearer and people will take you seriously because you're trustworthy. But to the degree we're not able to do that, then yeah, we're not trustworthy. And unfortunately, the modern intellectuals, they have failed on this front because that's not part of the educational curriculum. You know, you, you learn math and science and art and physical education. No one told us that we have to control our senses. Rather, um, we were discovering porn and we were, there was co-ed education. Everyone was flirting, kicking it. <laughs> and by the time they were like 13 years old, 14 years old, where was... And then we did have sex education class, which was more like, hey, guys, you know, if you don't use protection, you'll get gonorrhea. So here's a condom. Like, that's not really the education that's going <laughs> to help us. So we didn't learn about these things. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. the modern leaders that are coming out of the culture are completely not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're, the powers of deception have only increased with the growth of technology. And therefore, people have become less and less trustworthy because of this. And this way, uh, the world suffers just because of a lack of truth bearers, yeah. true truth bearers. Um, so yeah, I guess the message is if we want to be a truth bearer of any sort in whatever field that we're going to be a truth bearer in, we have to be able to control, control our minds and senses. It seems like a, such a bare message, but it's real.
0: And also I wanted to give, you know, add on to that, uh, a last thing that I've been really working with this in my personal life and practice of just being honest with where you're at, you know, yeah, because totally. there's, there's no need to, uh, over present or like perform that I'm this like great spiritualist or I'm this great yogi right. or I'm this great whatever because like it's really tempting to do that you know especially in the social media world we're constantly totally. comparing ourselves to other people and we see this person has a kajillion, trillion followers and whatever and blah, blah, blah. I'm like wow well, I, I want to be like that you know this there's so much of this comparison going on which doesn't allow me to like sit with myself and accept where I'm at and accept where I need work because all of us need work somewhere or another and I don't think, you know, it's a fine line between like accepting where you're at and like feeling bad or shameful or guilty for like not being somewhere else. So that's not what I'm saying either, but just like being almost brutally honest with yourself, being blunt, being forward, being, you know, Frank, like this is where I'm at, you know, I have this addiction to material, whatever, fill in the blank, or like, I'm a neophyte, I don't study enough, I don't read Shastra, whatever it is for you, you know, and accept it, you know, we talked about this when we were going through like, um, reform and addiction of like, the first step is really like, recognizing the problem, or recognizing your own uh, status where you are. And so it's like, I can't be a truth bearer, for, uh, yeah first I have to understand that like my I need to control my senses, and that's the, I, I think the way I want to put it is like to the degree that my senses are controlled that is the degree, the degree that my truth will be worth something you know because i can i no i don't have perfect sense you don't no one in this material world you know very tiny amount of people have actual sense control, so it's not like you have to go live in a mountain and be a yogi and like just not eat for like 40 days and like you know be like this but it's to the degree that i'm sincere about Mm -hmm. my practice that i'm sincere about where i am and honest like these are my misgivings these are my faults but you know what i'm working on controlling my senses i'm i'm working on it you know to that degree my word will have actual value you know yes yes so good i love your last your
1: yeah, your closing statements reminds me so much. Just the humility of the closing statement reminds me of Parapa saying better to be a street sweeper than a, you know this statement from chapter three, Bhagavad Gita?
0: Yes. Like, Hold
1: on. I got to find it. He said better to By be a street sw- street sweeper than a, you know the one I'm talking about? Than
0: a. I I I know, yeah, go find it.
1: You got a Gita nearby? Hold on, cause yeah, I I'm in Doyle's.
0: Bus- I'm in Doyle's apartment. There should be a Gita it's like somewhere.
1: In, it's like in three. It's like in three, five, or something like that. Database. Did
0: that you find time. it? I don't know where the Gita is. I'm looking. Yeah. For
1: it. I, I, I'm almost there. Oh, I'm I found almost it. There. Here okay. We are. Do you know the? It's, maybe Wait, it's I'm gonna three, get the Gita. Six. Let's see. Sorry, y'all. I just had to read it. It's um,
0: I think it's here. I know. It's it's in three, yes, yes, uh, maybe yes. three
1: a, three seven three eight. Hold on, let me find words. Sweeper. Sorry, y'all. Like I didn't even have to pull this up, but it was just like such a cool statement in parolpa that I really wanted to pull it up. Found it.
0: Oh, I found so... it. Oh. So <laughs> we found it at the same time.
1: So a sincere sweeper in the street is far better than the Charlatan meditator, who meditates only for the sake of making a living or presenting. Mm. And by anyway, your statements, reminded me of this sentence because yeah, this yeah, is where and, I'm at.
0: And before, and before this, he says a sincere person who follows this method, speaking is far speaking Bhagavad Gita bhakti, um, who follows this method, is far better situated than the false pretender. I mean, this is what we've been talking about. We've been talking about performative society yes. who adopts, who adopts bottle spiritualism to cheat the innocent public. And then the street sweeper thing comes in. Well, there was a tea from Srila Prabhupada himself. That was, the, <laughs> that was the truth. That was the truth. Bonafide truth, everyone. Oh, okay, everyone. So... Mani Blues guy saying sorry for a stupid question is coffee, Coke, Coca-Cola Coca-Cola and chocolate intoxication? Um, I guess it depends on who you ask.
1: It's not yeah, the it's it not the worst of things.
0: Yeah, um, it's not the worst of your troubles, let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Well let's continue the conversation that- tomorrow. Oh, there's a lag. Yes
1: sorry it, i'm just looking at yvette dan diane saying where i think the gita verse oh. or was it like chapter oh. three verse seven seven okay
0: seven. okay okay everyone thank you so much for joining us we are here and there's shilpa hub hub uh so thank you all so much for joining money blue skies graham Thank you, um, PB Chad, and everyone for being here every night at 6 p.m. We are here every night. So we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Lake Devi and Yvette. Thank you, Graham. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jaya. Thank so we'll see God. you tomorrow. Thank
1: you, Kishore. Haree.
0: Ball.